This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of every best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And once again, I'm happy to report that Sanitas Radio has a launch date, Tuesday, October the 1st, 2013. We have a great lineup of guests that will focus on mind, body, and spirit. To be healthy, to live longer. Sanitas will do for health what Veritas is doing for the truth. Remember, this is a separate project with its own subscription. I hope I can count on you. Visit sanitasradio.com for updates. Now for MMS, or the futuristic metal case USB drives, or the new phytovitamins, visit the Veritas store. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Did you know that assassinations such as the murders of Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Marilyn Monroe, Abraham Lincoln, all the way back to Julius Caesar, are carried out following more or less the same pattern? The general public, as usual, is deceived and distracted. Tonight, by comparing all the parallels between many of these cases, 
will find out what they seem to have in common and how the perpetrators carry it out step by step. Are you concerned about your children's future? Shocked about how quickly the world has changed? Interested in what is really going on? Worried but not knowing how to make a change? For this and much more, tonight's special guest is Ole Damagord. Coming up right now on Veritas. This is William Dean A. Garner, and you are listening to Veritas. Ole Damagord is an award-winning author, investigator, musician, artist, painter, former journalist, and much more. For more than 20 years, he has worked very hard to expose some of the biggest conspiracies around the globe, something that has turned out to be a very dangerous task. Not only does he believe he has now managed to, more or less, solve the assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palme, one of the world's greatest murder mysteries, his extensive research has also revealed incredible links between big political events like the killing of JFK, John Lennon, Robert Kennedy, Che Guevara, Salvador Allende, Pablo Neruda, and many others, as well as the cold-blooded sinking of MS Estonia, taking almost 1,000 innocent lives. He has appeared on international radio, which has caused a tidal wave of international interest. He is not here to spread fear. His goal is to prevent the global elite from turning this beautiful world into a controlled and horrible place, and he's totally dedicated to revealing their agenda, including false flag operations all over the world. And to learn more about Ole Damagord and his work, and to purchase his latest book, titled Coup d'etat, in slow motion, visit his website at lightonconspiracies.com, which is also linked at our website. And directly from Estepona, in Costa del Sol, southern Spain, I would like to introduce Ole Damagord. Hello, Ole, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm really, really blessed and good. Thank you. I'm glad to have you on. For the past few weeks, you and I have been corresponding, and I finally had a chance to to read not everything, because it's 1,000 pages long, but I did read a lot of it. Your book what happened what is it that that's keeping publishers from from publishing this this great work i would say the content <laughs> that, that there's a lot of uh, truth in there that uh, most people in the power elite would prefer not being known tell me some of the experiences you face in trying to publish your book i believe i heard you mention that even michael moore his office told you that if you published that book, you will be sued to Kingdom Come. Explain. No, it was, uh, I, I've been very aware of uh, what publisher I, I tried to approach because once you start looking into the spider web uh, of, in the power elite, in the, in the pyramid of, of power, it's very, very hard to know who to trust really and also because there's so many the networks of the different type of brotherhoods and freemasonry is so entangled it's such a web so it's very hard to know who you can trust and who they're even though they appear to be uh, trustworthy loyal people and 
and honest people, sometimes the, the loyalty goes somewhere totally different. And so I very early with this work, I, I learned that either I had to keep a very, very low profile or otherwise I needed to have the spotlight big time on me. And since I was a more or less Mr. Nobody, I, I found that the, the low profile was the way to go. So very few people during many years of my research ever noticed that what I was even doing, I think, yeah, at least I tried them for them not to know about it. And uh, this thing with Michael Moyer was his Swedish agent. And uh, I thought that he would be one that uh, that would go for it. But uh, it was it was the opposite. He, he said, uh, just like you said, you would be sued from here to the moon if you publish this. And uh, so I tried for many, many years, and uh, uh, I just came to a point in 2012 where I felt that uh, it it was so awful to to be the only one with a lot of this knowledge on my shoulders. So I, I felt uh, instead of being a target like that, I preferred to let it out for free on the internet. So I got a website and I put up like a network. Uh, preparing people that I knew all over the globe saying, okay, within the next hour, could you please help me just to spread it all over the place as soon as possible, just so it's out there, so it can't be stopped. And within 24 hours, it was just all over. And that thing from before where nobody knew about me, it's just created, like you said, a, a tidal wave of interest. And uh, I think today I passed 40,000 hits on my website and so it's it's been amazing and now all these radio shows from everywhere is are interested in listening it's like there's this global awakening going on i think especially the last year here where it's just exploded uh, the interest from from people suddenly they're they're prepared to hear and they're interested in they, it's come to a point where nobody can deny that something very very wrong is going on behind the scenes that's uh the, the title of the book is Coup d'etat in slow motion. And you focus on the assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister, Olaf Palme. In the United States, not a lot of people know the name even. But the connection between that assassination and other assassinations and attempts, and that's why even in the promotional image, I included two people who were not killed, but almost I'm, I'm referring to John Pope, uh, Pope, uh, Pope John Paul II and Ronald Reagan and, and others as well. You you have found a web of connections everywhere. But for those who are not familiar with why you got into this, give us some background. And also, after that, give us a background of, of Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palme and why he was so important. Well, the thing was that if I go back... Uh I think it was in the early 1980s I started getting really interested, almost obsessed with the Kennedy assassination. It was uh, I saw the Sapruda film for the first time, and like so many other people, once you see that he was hit not from the back but from the front right, uh, I just felt that my God, something is so totally wrong with, with what we're being fed by the media here that I, I need to look into it. And this was way before the, the JFK movie and so on. So it felt like there was a, only a very small little group in the States and other countries trying to really solve what was going on. And uh, I s 
I think I read like a couple of hundred books in the subject uh, because once you start looking into this assassination and many others, they're very, very intricate. It's like a, an enigma inside a labyrinth, inside a, a, like, it's, it's just so tricky to understand what's going on. So in the end, I, I started writing a book for my, my own sake, uh, just so that I could keep, keep the things apart and, and also see what diff- the same person were doing according to different uh, books and so on. And what I found was that it was, it was very, very strange because in one book, for instance, one, one person could be working for the CIA. Then in the other book, he was mentioned as a, a member of the mob. Then in a third one, he worked for the Secret Service. And in a fourth one, he was working or being paid by the FBI and so on. And I just, I, was, I got very, very confused there for a while until I started to see that this was uh, all true, that th- the same person was employed by the CIA, but totally working hand in hand with the mob and the FBI and the CIA. It was like, it, it I would uh, say that the, the, the CIA nowadays, it's, and the mob, it's, you can hardly tell the difference. It's two sides of the same coin. And the mob has been used for many, many years as their tool of eliminating people inside the country, uh, since officially the CIA are not allowed to kill people in the States which is a bit of a joke, but anyway, so they haven't used their own people, uh, but the mob in inside the States. And uh, after, after a few years, really starting to get a clearer picture of the JFK assassination, I became more and more interested of the, the Robert Kennedy assassination and Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, and, and so on. And, in the meantime, while I was studying these uh, different cases, uh, the Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palme was shot dead in the streets of Stockholm. He and his wife had been to the cinema one day, and they were walking home a Friday evening in the late February 1986. And a so-called lone crazy guy went up behind them, shot shot him with one shot, and shot another shot at uh, his wife. She wasn't hit. And then he just ran off. And that is the last thing anyone has ever seen of him, uh, at least to the official story. There was one guy that was later sentenced for the crime, but released afterwards. And I'll get back to that because he had absolutely nothing to do with it. But uh, what appeared to me was after a while, I started to see like a very, very clear pattern of how these assassinations were done, it was almost like they they were following a template, like a a 10-step template of how to commit a a political assassination on a very high level, how to do it and get away with it, how to get the public uh, population, the general population, to not understand what had happened and to get away with their own agenda at the same time, eliminating the, uh, whoever the, uh, the enemy was. And from before, I thought that these were very separate uh, events with different people involved and so on. But over the years, I've, I've started to see very clear proof of the same power elite being behind so, so, so many of these big events. A small group 
a small power elite that have used, they've even used the same uh, mechanics or assassins in many, many of these uh, cases. And so I, I managed to prove clear links between the Dealey Plaza, what happened in Dealey Plaza, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, the other people you mentioned as well, including John Lennon, uh, and all, all the way up to uh, 9-11, Oklahoma City, and so on. These people have been extremely active during many, many years. And uh, so this has been uh, a very intense and quite scary a journey for me over the last 25, 30 years. I don't know how many years it is. And I even lost two friends on the way who, who died in very mysterious ways. And uh, that made me decide to leave Sweden because I felt this is getting too close. When uh, when you start understanding that the, the in this case, the Swedish government or the Swedish police are, were not actually there to solve the crime, but they were a part of the crime. and people like myself who was truth seekers were the real enemy and they were the ones their job was to stop people like me which got very scary there for a while and it's interesting that in the past few months i've interviewed a lot of people like you who you know some of them have been imprisoned some of them whose friends have been killed and you, you're mentioning some of them too truth has become treason in this world why is it it's absolutely sick. It's because the the hard truth to understand is that the people now ruling the world, or at least the Western world, are extreme criminals, in my opinion, extreme criminals. They may wear $5,000 suits and drive beautiful cars and look very decent and nice on TV. But when you look behind the scenes, they're incredible crim criminals on a massive scale massive scale and so my my quest have been or is to reveal what is going on so that people will wake up to the fact who is guiding them into this madness because the thing is that life is supposed to be beautiful and mother earth everything is is uh, designed to be a beautiful, beautiful place to live. But there's a small group of people, like a bully in a schoolyard, that is just terrorizing the neighborhood, meaning that at this time it's, it's on a global scale. And so for me, it's very important to expose what is going on because it's, it's almost like a cancer growth that is killing the beautiful body. And if you don't expose, even though it can be very painful and, and smelly to expose, this disease, if you don't do it, the, the body will die. But if you expose it, the body will heal itself. So this, this is uh, what I'm trying to do. And one of the ways I'm trying to do it is also by showing the different tools that this group is using to trick and manipulate the, the general population into believing something totally different than what actually happened. But you take, for example, and we'll go back to the Palmy assassination, but let's go to the JFK assassination. In the United States, let's take 9-11 as well. Immediately after the fact, they get these, the Warren Commission or the 9-11 Commission report. And most people, after they deliver their, their conclusions, people go back to sleep. 
They don't seem to question anything. And when you question, they refer you back to the people who investigated, who, in my opinion, are some of the perpetrators, aren't they? But this is exactly the template I'm talking about. The, I, I can go back to afterwards how, how the assassinations are done by the, this bullet point list almost. But following that, it, if, the, if they cannot get away with tricking people right away into thinking that it was a lone crazy guy, it's always a lone crazy guy, always. And the reason why it's an, a lone crazy guy is because he was alone. There was no second perpetrator or third, because if there's more than two persons involved, it's more than one person involved, it's, it's by law a conspiracy, and then you need to approach it in a totally different way legally. So that's why they always wanted to be one crazy guy. And crazy, because if he was crazy, there was no motive. He was just crazy. He went up, he shot him, and case closed. Boom. Bury the guy, case closed. Over and out. But afterwards, uh, if people don't buy that, if the population keeps asking questions and questions, and so, uh, maybe there's some journalist that keeps pushing uh, in media saying, come on, come on, this cannot be the whole truth. After a while, if they cannot get away with it, they will, following this bullet list, put a commission there that is supposed to reveal what actually happened. But these commissions are part of the whole machine. And the commission is there to drag it out, drag it out month after month, after month, after month, so that the population will be more and more bored of the case. And in the end, they will always come to the same conclusion. And that is that the, the investigation did not do a proper job. It was too bad. They didn't do the good job and they didn't get the killer. Very sorry, but that's the one. Okay. That's the first report. Then, if people say again, but come on, you need to look into this. You didn't really find out what actually happened. If that keeps on and they can't get away with it, they will put another commission and the second commission will be put there to check out what the first commission did. Then it will be dragged out for a year or so again with tons of documents saying absolutely nothing. They will look very little into the actual case. They will just look into what the first commission did. And the second commission's job in their report will say that the first commission did what they could. You know, they really, really tried, but they didn't really succeed. But we have done a great job, but we didn't come up with anything else. And if it get, get uh, normally two commissions are enough because then the population are just like, oh my God, I don't tell me anything more. I can't stand hearing about this anymore. And then it just fades out and people forget about it. And that is part of the plan. So these commissions, people have to be aware, they are deep part of the assassination themselves, not people on uh, in the commission being aware of how it was done, but they're part of the same power elite. And very often it's members of, for instance, in Sweden, we had a su uh, submarine committee that were looking into different crimes. The members of that, some of them were also members in the Parliament Commission, and the Parliament Commission had three different commissions that were looking into it. And there was another one where they just swapped places, you know, like chess, some like a chessboard. In one, there he's the chairman, in the other one, he's the secretary, and so on. Same people just moving around so that you get an illusion of that there's a democracy and that we're, they're really trying to solve a crime.
not the case. Absolutely. And you're saying that we need to have a better world and we were designed to have a great world. And I can think of something that one of our listeners said yesterday, and I, I'm going to have to tell him that I'm going to have to post what he said because it's, it's such a powerful uh -huh. statement. He said, and I quote, if we can't imagine a better world, our 1% has to act on it and stop waiting for the hypnotized masses to wake up because they won't ever wake up. We are the 1% on the side of good, and the globalists are the 1% on the side of evil. If by now people haven't figured out what's going on, they are never going to. And I can think, for example, going back to the JFK assassination, you had Alan Dulles. He was the director of the CIA, fired by JFK. And guess who? In the Warren Commission. And he, who gets to be part of the Warren Commission? Alan Dulles. It's absolutely wonderful. It's, it, it makes it so obvious once you see it. If you check out the Warren Commission, it's like, check out the members, see who they were, see how they were integrated, and see how, in my opinion, JFK was the last real president elected, even though he was elected and there was fraud involved uh, with his father be, uh, being connected to the Chicago mob and they, they, uh, you know, fiddled around with the figures. So it was such a close call between uh, JFK and Nixon, but he won. And while he was in office, uh, during the Cuban missile crisis where he was put, he was pushed by the military industrial complex to push the button to start the nuclear war. They were sort of going like, go, 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 exactly like now with Syria. Get it going, get it going, because they thrive on destruction. That is the, the name of their game, death and destruction. And he sat with a finger on the red button, being the one that could have started this whole, whole holocaust. But people who were there said that he sat with tears in his eyes and just said, I refuse to be the one that that commits this. And from that point, he started becoming someone that the elite could not trust anymore. That from up to that point, he had been serving their, their uh, interests as well. But from that point, he started going a totally different way. It was like, an, I think, like an awakening call for him saying, oh my God, we have to stop the madness. Very similar to the situation now. We have to stop the madness. So he, he turned totally in a different direction. He said, I'm going to crush the CIA into a thousand pieces. I'm going to withdraw out of Vietnam. Most people are not aware that the Vietnam War had, hadn't even really started at that point. I think there was like 16,000 Americans in, in Vietnam. And it was a, a war that the states had took over from France. They, you had absolutely nothing to do there, really. But That's the, right. military, the military industrial complex wanted that war. They wanted it. They were craving for it. And uh, also, he said, we're going to pull out away from the Federal Reserve, which is not a federal, like a governmental thing. It's a privately owned bank cartel. Absolutely super, super criminal. And has no, reserve e no reserves either. No, it's, it's a massive hoax. It's a massive hoax that are keeping people by the throat. Uh, uh, well, the Federal Reserve is one thing that is crucial in this uh, this whole uh, dilemma, global dilemma. Anyway, and many other things that he he said. We're just we we want to get out. And from when he started going that way, 
it just freaked this uh, this elite out, and they said, "We need to stop this guy. We need to stop him, and we need to stop him in a way so that other people who might think of doing the same thing will think again." So this is, um, in my humble opinion, one of the reasons why he was taken out in a public place in the middle of the day when people had cameras. Well, they, what they showed instead of just dropping a pill in his coffee, they said, "We can get." anyone anywhere at any time so you better back up and stay in line and this keeps repeating on a on a uh, regular basis when the true speakers when whistleblowers start coming forward that they make a, the statue as an example and uh, i think it is to inflict fear and one of the things you can always see after these conspiracies are it's almost like there's a second conspiracy of silence there's total silence from people in government because very many of these cases are, are like a no-brainer i mean you don't have to be very clever to see that if sirhan sirhan had like eight bullets in, in his gun and there was at least 13 shots fired you don't have to be very clever to say listen there must have been a second shooter but no, 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 no. The whole machine is just set to the official story and anything that diverts from that will be stopped. And it's the same with 9-11 and all of these things like two towers just disappearing in dust. I mean, if somebody made that up, you would just laugh your head off as, or say that a plane vaporized of the heat. I mean, come on, it's just so bad. It's so badly done. But just because the media is pumping it out again and again and again, just drowning us in all this false information, we buy it. I mean, come, it, be, it beats me. I don't get it. You know, how can you be so asleep? So, but this is where I think it's a, such a beautiful year, 2013, because there's an, in my opinion, an incredible awakening going on where people just like pops up everywhere saying, wait a minute wait a minute i'm not buying this and also with one of the tools they use uh, all over are these false flag operations meaning operations that are set up staged events that are not real but are, they're staged so to trick people into letting their agenda forward they use this uh, old old uh, roman tactic i think a galian dialectic exactly the one problem reaction solution instead of like if uh, you know you've seen examples in argentina and chile and so on where the military had uh, sponsored by the usa taking over made military coups and it's good you know okay in one night boom they take over they kill the old president and they get get into a power position but they have a hell of a lot of work uh, just keeping people, you know, normal people, keep them uh, down and controlled and, and to push down demonstrations. They have to, they have uh, underground guerrilla movements. They have, they need to have almost as many soldiers in the streets as the, the normal people. They have to fill the jails. They have to mass execute people. And then they have problems with the families of the executed because they get, don't give up. And it's a mess, you know. So that is not a simple way to do it. A better way to do it, and which they do on such a regular basis, is they secretly create a problem. 
nowadays this problem is very often in in the in the form of a bomb uh for instance if you take the Oklahoma City or 9-11 or whatever let's just say if I'm in power for instance I'm the guy now in power and I want uh uh, here in in uh, Spain, I want the Spanish police to be able to kick in doors, to, to have tanks in the streets, to shoot whoever they want without uh, to detain people for however long, uh, without any trials and so on. If I just did that, and there would be massive demo, uh, protests and demonstrations, and the the rest of the world would just say, "Oh my God, this man in power, he must he's gone totally crazy," and th there would be a lot of of problems for me. So instead what I do is I secretly prepare a patsy. This is often somebody I have problems with anyway. Uh, it could be a group, uh, let's call them, you know, maybe green parrot bird lovers or yoga. I mean, the, the, you make up whatever group you want, but you pump out slowly, slowly media. You start saying this group, these yogis, they have secret meetings on Tuesday evenings, you know, yes, and they have a bearded guy that they follow, they follow his orders, and maybe they have hidden guns under the yoga hall, and maybe they are preparing something, you know, you leak that out, so it goes into the subconscious of people saying, that's a weird group, that's a weird group, okay, so they're preparing the patsy at the same time, they're preparing uh, evidence uh, toward, uh, against this group, pointing them out. And so what they do, what I do next is I place a bomb and I place it at a, at a place where the impact of an explosion would get an incredible emotional reaction from the population. It needs to be emotional, not logical. So it's not enough to just blow up some old handicapped uh, men or war veterans or, or something like that. An old people home never would work. No, 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 no. What you do is to get the emotional reaction because when you're emotional, you don't use this brain between your ears. Women and children. Women and children. That's the, that's the, uh, the code, you know, women and children. And also nurses, sometimes they use nuns, you know, beautiful things, that, you know, awful things. When I say beautiful, it's not, I mean, beautiful, but exactly yeah, like yeah. you say, to get to the emotion. And what I do is I wait until it's primetime TV. So it's very often around uh, people have just had breakfast and they're waking up and on the way to job. That's the time to get the bomb going. Boom. Because that's when the biggest impact can be, be uh, achieved. So I have the media on standby. The patsy is prepared. Uh, ev evidence is prepared as well. I got my own investigation on standby as well. This is standard that the, the investigation that will look into this case once the bomb has exploded are people that I control. So that after the, the terror act has happened, it's my own people who move in and they just push everybody aside that normal, honest uh, investigators and, and policemen. And so they're just pushed to the side. In comes my people. And the only thing they have to do or their own only task is to stop anyone from finding out what actually happened. They're not interested in, in looking into the, the crime itself. On the contrary. So they will just point. They went that way. They went that way. They went that way. Anyway, back to the, the scene. 9.30 in the morning or 9 o'clock, we say, boom, off goes the bomb. Right away, we point 
at the this patsy we pointed out in this case what did i say yogis something like that it was the yogis that did it it was the yogis that did it you pumped that out in media it, and you can hear that it's like within two minutes after the explosion the reporter is starting to talk about this group so quickly if his name is not bin laden or or whoever it is they want to blame it it's within minutes boom that's the guy that's the guy that's the guy and the reaction from the public would be, oh my God, look at all these women and blown up children. My God, my God, something needs to be done. And they turn towards me, who they've elected to make these decisions and say, please, please stop this madness. And then I say, well, I can stop this, but if I, the only way I can stop this is by having tanks in the streets, have the police have unlimited guns, the ability to kick in doors and take, interrogate people left, right, left and center and detain them for however long. And people will just say, yes, please do it, do it, without knowing that what they're doing is like saying, please handcuff me even more. Given the, you're giving your rights in lieu of security. It's security from who? Do you know, in all my years, I have not been able to track down a real terrorist. Every time I look into a thing like this, I, I come back to the same group of people. If it's not sponsored or funded or trained by the same group, you know, it's the same group that are doing it on a global scale, you know, and they, they do it. Like they use it. Like I said, they even use the same people. I, I, I had an interview with one guy who was, who was involved in this and, and he was asked, but how come you, it's the same people being used? And he said, but why change your winning team? Why change it? We're, they're doing good. We keep them. Exactly. And, you know, I think of George Herbert Walker Bush. That name appears oh. everywhere, and I'd like to discuss him more. But uh, let me just say that you use the word dust, uh, towers turn into dust, and that's something that we discuss a lot here Dr. Judy Wood, where did the towers go? Excellent work. And she is one of those that the media does not want to have her on. Instead, you've heard the quote by Lenin that says, the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves. Sometimes we get false oppositions, putting a lot of stories out there because the perpetrators knew that people would start questioning 9-11. So they had to plan a bunch of alternative stories so that people didn't look at the right place but you know i digress but you also mentioned syria and when we are recording this this show it's going to air uh, later i'm hoping that by the time people listen to this uh, interview you know common sense had has has prevailed and nothing will happen but as of this week we hear the war drums all the time and let me read this these two quotes that people will wonder this one quote if the president takes us to war without congressional approval, I will call for his impeachment. The Constitution is clear, and so am I. Who said that? Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden in 2007. Now, the second quote, the president does not have power under the Constitution to unilaterally authorize a military attack in a situation that does not involve stopping an actual or imminent threat to the nation. And this is Barack Obama President Barack Obama in 2007. And here we are, they're both saying that we need to go and attack Syria. What's your take on Syria? 
My take on Syria is the same. You can just change the name of Syria to Iran, to Pakistan, to uh, Libya, to whatever. They are taking one country, one by one by one by one. They take them in different ways. They do it with, uh, they have different weapons. They got the International Monetary Fund. They got the World Bank, uh, where they can financially hit different countries, you know, just uh, blow their financial situation to smithereens and thereby control, uh, get control of a country. Other ways are, you know, with um, uh, these financial hitmen uh, or they assassinate the, the president or they they get the, they see to it for sure that they get their people in the position of power. Syria is just one in a long row. They've been trying to get this third world war going for so many years because once again, death and destruction, war is their agenda. They want war. And Barack Obama, it's very, very important to see who this guy is. I mean, when, when you see Barack Obama, you, I love watching him. I mean, he's so nice. He's so polite. He's, he's beautiful voice, nice manners. But if you see that who he is, if you look at his actions and not listen to his words, and by the way, his words are not his words. It's words from a, uh, you know, a monitor that he reads from. A teleprompter. A teleprompter. Beautiful words. Absolutely beautiful. But if you see what he stands for and what's happening behind him, he's not the guy making the, the decisions. He's just a front figure. Beautiful face in front that works well on screen. Behind his, his him is the worst criminal super evil death machine that is just plund rape and plunder globally. I mean, Barack Obama is, is the absolute worst ever. But he's not, a puppet. But he's a total puppet. But the, the tricky thing with him is that he's so likable. And that is why he's perfect for them. He, they put the perfect guy there. Because also, how did they how did they get him there? Because, like I said, as far as I see, John F. Kennedy was the last elected president, the really elected president. After that, the people that took him out, the power elite that took him out, have stayed in power since then and just pushed forward different candidates. You think you have an option because there are two or three different uh, candidates to choose from. But it's just arms from the same body, you know. What should I? What should I eat? McDonald or Burger King? And if you look in the background, or I don't know if exactly these two companies, but same owners, two different uh, storefronts. Same with the, with the pres uh, candidates for presidency. It's the same. There's very, very, very rarely anyone that can get all the way up to uh, as a candidate for presidency without being part of this group. Uh, I think Ron Paul, I've, I have great respect for. He's the only one, as far as I know, who's, who managed to get that far. But otherwise, then, if you see the from Kennedy, the whole long row of presidents have been their people. Just a different face of the same power machine that is mowing forward. Like if you if you see... Lyndon Baines, Lyndon Baines uh, Johnson, 
who was deeply involved in the JFK assassination, deeply, deeply, as was George Wer uh, Herbert uh, Walker Bush. He was actually, now that it's almost proven that he was in the Deltex building uh, with one of the shooters. I can go into details with the Kennedy assassination later if you want, but in the Deltex building, uh, there was a, a whole series of, of shooters around Ely Plaza, but in the Deltex building, the shooter's name was Chucky Nicoletti, the spotter. They always have a spotter. There's one shooter, one spotter. His name was Nestor Izquierdo and uh, Johnny Rossellini, who was the contact to the Chicago mob, was there and George Herbert Walker Bush was in that building when the shots were fired. That's right. So you got, and Richard Nixon was in Dallas that day as well. They had a meeting at the Clint Murchison's ranch the evening before, and uh, Johnson was there, J. Edgar Hoover was there, and Nixon was in Dallas the day before going into these things, as well as uh, uh, George Bush Sr. And these, if you look at George Bush Sr. or the Bush family, we're talking criminals once again on a scale that is unbelievable. It, it is it's, um, uh, above imagination when you look into it. They're, they're involved in so many criminal acts on a massive scale from the early, early 60s when it comes to George Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, but his dad, for instance, he was one of the people who, who helped funding the Hitler war machine. He was yeah, the, Prescott Bush. Prescott Bush, exactly. He was the guy. And uh, uh, anyway, then you have uh, in the Warren Commission, you had uh, Gerald Ford, who is somebody who is said to have problems walking and chewing chewing gums at the same time. Uh, not a very clever guy. <laughs> so you had involved in the assassination itself, Richard Nixon, George Bush Sr., and uh, Gerald Bush, uh, no, sorry, uh, Gerald Ford, coming right after. And what they do is they get into to office and they do all these horrible things on behalf of this the same, still the same uh, machine behind behind them. And then just when they're about to to step down for the next uh, president, they get the they get the next president to give them amnesty or clearance for any crimes committed during those years. You know, then you have uh, like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton also deeply, deeply criminal person who who was um, uh, very uh, deeply involved in the Iran Contra scandal. Maybe I should go back. Uh, no, that's fine. Should... Let, let, let's you know. I'm glad that we're discussing all these things. You mentioned Clinton. For anybody who still has any any doubts, Google the word Arkansas, and you probably have heard that word before, right? Arkansas. It's all the su all I'm the sorry. suicides, all the suicide that happened in Arkansas. But uh, you know, this is why I love our listeners so much. Somebody sent me this yesterday, and it's exactly regarding what you're saying. You know, the puppet. This is a great quote. Why on earth would I choose? This is a new word that I've learned. Demotator. It's you know, it's it's a dictator, but not quite. Why on earth would I choose between two demotators, i.e., dictators that are elected into office? 
ordinary dictators either age out or get eliminated into a regime change if when if and when the cia deems necessary a demotator however is guaranteed to be succeeded by the next in line another demotator worse yet the more popular candidate of the two typically turns out to be the demotator who is more skilled in public deception and manipulation yes we can is exactly what we see now we didn't like bush but now the same thing is happening with obama but let's get back to to the the matter at hand now i, I can just say when it comes to obama they did the problem reaction solution there again they did first with boy george uh, george bush senior i mean the way he got uh, elected uh was absolutely illegal there was a proven fraud in, in florida that was uh, headed by his his cousin, by the way. Um, oh, it, it was his brother. His Jeb brother, Bush. Jeb Bush, Jeb governor Bush, of Florida. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin Bush was uh, the nine eleven security. Fund. Exactly. But uh, Jeb Bush, so he he got into power. Oh, he stayed in power illegally. Yeah, and then what they did the last four years when he he was in power was just pushing, pushing, pushing forward this awful awful agenda but publicly so that people went to a point where they just said stop it stop it something has to be done no problem to get the reaction which was i'm my head is going to explode if something is not done soon and in on stage comes the solution the messiahs in this case a, a manufactured personality called barack obama which is not even his real name his name is Barry Soetero, Soetoro, and Barry yeah, yeah, and and it's I mean fake. Everything around this guy is fake. He's put together like a uh, like the perfect uh, Manchurian candidate. Exactly, a Trojan horse that is pushed forward, and he comes in on stage when people are just like. In comes Barack Obama from absolute nowhere. I bet no one had heard about him two years earlier. And then he's pumped up by the Times Magazine and other, like, the best president ever, even when before he was even elected. He was given the Nobel Peace Prize. Peace Prize, Prize. what while, a joke. While being one of the worst, worst war criminals ever. It's like for things to come. Can you, I mean, when you look at it with an open mind, it's just like somebody is must be kidding you can't even if i wrote a, a film script like this it would be thrown in the paper basket you know and they would say come on make up something that is credible nobody's gonna buy this crap Ole, isn't this proof for example you mentioned the the nobel peace prize which by the way they have to submit names about 120 days before they announce them and this happened obviously before he was elected so they knew that he was going to be the next president. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Insider trading, it's called. You know, it's like, and also the Nobel Peace Prize, if you look at it, who was Nobel? He was the inventor of explosives used to create all of these weapons and arms and all of these things that is used by the mil military industrial complex. So, I mean, would you trust a guy like that? I would say if it was Mother Teresa's peace prize then yeah i could respect that but it's strange that there's weird things going on behind absolutely and you keep mentioning bush and you mentioned marvin bush in 9 11 but i have to mention neil bush you knew the story of the the person who tried to kill ronald reagan in march of 1981 
the night before, and I've, I've said this in a few other shows, but the night before, Hinckley's brother was supposed to have dinner with Neil Bush, one of Bush's sons, because the Hinckley family was an oil, oil barons in, in, in Houston, very connected to the Bush family. What are the chances that their son would be the one trying to get rid of Bush? I think Vice President Bush wanted to be president. Reagan was pushed to, to select him as his running mate, but then they contacted this assassination attempt. And I wanted to ask you, this, this one seems to be a little bit more sloppy than the rest. Was it because it was only the Bush family and his, you know, close croonies that tried to do this so that he could be a shoe-in president? And he had, well, he had to work, you know, Reagan survived and he had to uh, wait eight years. But what do you think of that story? This one is, I think, the only one I hadn't really looked into because for me, it sounded fake from day one. Uh, it, it never caught my interest, really. Uh, you know that the bullet should have passed right in the where the door opening, uh, not even the door opening, but the exact yes. little. It's like for me, it's more like diversion. Uh, you know, every time, uh, like now here in in Spain, we have this whole thing with the conflict between Gibraltar and Spain. For yes. me, it's just like look that away, look that away, so you get the public. Uh, or, or like Monica Lewinsky, did he give him a blowjob or did he not? The whole nation is looking that way for months. Who but here's cares? the difference. You Who had cares? those, they had because... those stupid scandals back then only. And now look at all the scandals we have in the United States, NSA, IRS, and people don't seem to care. It's, I think they're also overwhelmed as well. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? The thing to do is to wake up. It's because only by sleeping can this continue. It's like by exposing it, by turning the light on, that is when they have to stop because they have been, they've been able to get away with these things for so many years because people have been, have not noticed. And this is why my website is actually not uh, the one you mentioned, but the, my, uh, my website is light on conspiracy, not light like. Uh, not heavy, but light as in sunlight, lightonconspiracies.com. Uh, and this is what I'm trying to do by, by exposing this to, to give light to the darkness to, to stop it. Because it's time to stop this madness. It is time to stop it and heal this beautiful world with love because normal people are beautiful people. I mean, I see beautiful people all over. I've been in many, many so-called strange countries like Iran and Syria, Jordan, everywhere. I just met really beautiful people, which with one big wish in life is to be able to have beautiful time with their friends, have take care of their family, be able to put food on on the table, to have an, a nice life, a peaceful life, and to be able to have a party now and then. But instead, they're being pushed into all of these awful, awful war zones and conflicts, and the population don't even understand what's going on. That's right. And then they're being painted out like being absolute terrorists or criminals or whatever. But look who's painting the picture. These are the real criminals. And like you asked me about Syria, I do not know about the situation in Syria. What I do know is that I don't even have to listen to the official version because I can tell you it anyway. They, I, 
I haven't watched normal TV for years because I'm trying to stay away from that one. But I can tell you the story without knowing the details about Syria. The story, if they follow the template, is that, uh, let me see here. Okay. The president or the government of the country has done something awful to the population. They have used uh, some awful weapon or they have been killing some minority or they have uh, nuclear arms or they have... Uh, chemical weapons hidden somewhere something like that that's that, it is that it that's it you, okay. you, okay. you know you know that this is exactly what happened to Saddam okay, Hussein more or less it's they they use it the same again and we're buying it they they've used it again they Gaddafi the same in, in Libya now it's Syria next time it's Jordan uh Jordania then it's uh Lebanon you can you name it they use it the same because we're so thick not being able to see through it. So they will say that, okay, we, the freedom fighters of the world, we will stand for democracy and we will stand up for these poor people that have been killed. The day before, they didn't give a shit about this population. You know, oh my God, these Arabs, let them kill each other. No, no, no. Now suddenly they so care about them. And how do they care about them? By bombing the shit out of the normal population taking over the country, totally destroying it, putting military bases there, and rape and plunder everything, total destruction. And that is the way they come in with humanitarian help. And then they call it some fancy name like Operation Freedom or Operation Stardust or whatever they want to call it. Doesn't make it any prettier. It is slaughter. So... I, I can only say if anyone in uniform are listening to these things, please, please, please educate yourself. Find out who you're serving. Find out that this thing about that you're fighting for freedom, that you're protecting the weak and so on, it is absolutely not true anymore. You are being used as enforcers to push forward a, a global plan of destruction to the planet, killing innocent people all over the place with the heart of, in Wall Street, bankers that, are, that couldn't care less about you as a soldier or your honor or whatever. What you're doing is totally disgracing yourself. There's no honor in what you're being sent out to do. If you're in Iraq, if you're in Afghanistan, if you're in Syria, or if you're a police officer, thinking that you're doing the right thing by harassing normal people and so on. You might get a feeling of power when you have your uniform and you got your badge and your, your big gun. But please understand that the people you think that you are serving could not care less about you. If, they, if you don't fill any need of theirs, you're just an empty uniform. You're out. So please educate yourselves. Find out what is going on. And and see how you're being used in, an, in a very, very ugly play. So if I can just reach a few people to see what's going on, I, I, I'm very grateful. And let me tell you, Ole, you are reaching, because I get emails from, from a lot of military around the world. And here's what they say. They say, Mel, I'm waking up. Yes, I am. Oh, but I'm, I'm halfway through with my... my tour of duty or my time with the military, but I can't leave right now. Or if I open my mouth, they're going to get rid of me, 
take my benefits. They're in a very difficult situation, and I understand that. But but being awake in the field and no, and I hate to use the term cannon fodder. That no, they are, are. being that is what, what they are. As Chaplin said during the the Great Dictator movie, they are being used as cannon fodder. And then we think of Edward Bernays, the propaganda expert. Support our troops. If you are against a war, all of a sudden, you're not supporting our troops. This is what we hear in the United States. It states, USA. You, I mean, Boston bombing. They had the police knocking on doors. Everybody was at home. Martial law. And the moment they supposedly found the two guys from, from uh, uh, the, the, the two guys from, uh, where are they from? I forgot. But all of a sudden, USA and everybody waving flags. People, we are being duped. What is the reality of these wars? Syria, what is the reality? Do you think that President Assad, and by the way, I don't like any dictators. I don't like kingdoms. I don't like royalty, but he's keeping the country together. In that country, religion, multiple religions, Christians, Jews, Muslims, Alawites, they, they live happy with each other. He's keeping them together. And why in the world would he want to gas his own people if he knows that the empires, the United States and the rest, could come and wipe him out. Isn't but that also, stupid? But also, it is their country. It is their problem. It is that we can support them by maybe giving good advice or something like that. But what give us the rights from the outside to go in and just... Exactly. What, what, where's the logic? There's absolutely no logic. You have to see it from a totally different perspective and that perspective is they want the war syria doesn't want the war absolutely not and one of the reasons why they they're especially aiming at some some of the few final countries are the central banks yeah. well, there's only like uh, i think three or four countries left in the world where That's they it. have a a, a, a separate ba a, a central bank of their own where they are in control of their currency where it's not a Rothschild governed central bank that just controls the whole financial system of that country. So they, they're really trying to go for it step by step. That was one of the major reasons they took out Gaddafi, which was also Gaddafi was made out as a, as an uh, awful dictator in the West. But if you look uh, in the African continent, he was a hero. Given humanitarians yes. awards, he was taking care. He was, he was, uh, sharing the oil. I'm not a Gaddafi fan. I'm not saying that. I thought he was quite a weird guy. I'm, I'm not defending him in any way, but I'm saying the reason why he was taken out was because of that. He was especially, uh, this thing because he was, he was the one that was trying to get a currency going that would save the whole of Africa. Uh, an independent currency and that they didn't want. So they slaughtered him, that guy. He was, he was a ruler of his kingdom, not kingdom, but he was a ruler of his country. And once again, what had the Western world to do there in the first place? It's not their country. It's not ours. It's not, we should just step back. And if, if our device is welcome, we could give it, but to interfere and in the way you do it and in such a cowardly way as well. I mean, this global elite, they are real cowards. I mean, there's, it stinks. You know, there's no honest, there's no, uh, how should I say, uh, well, there's no 
I, I understand what you mean, and I'm glad you're mentioning some of the good that he did because he did do a lot of good. Libya had the lowest li li illiteracy rate in the entire continent. As you say, he shared the wealth with the people. He had uh, free health care for everybody. He would give uh, money for people to buy houses. If you couldn't get medical treatment in, in Libya, they would pay your trip to go elsewhere. The man was... Call him a dictator if you want, but he did a lot of good for the people. There you go. I mean, what is a dictator? A dictator is saying, we're doing it my way. Well, if that way is a good way for that country, fine. And exactly. I know a lot of Libyan people who loved him, absolutely loved him. But then we had this picture painted out in the West saying, he's awful, he's horrible, he's a monster, he's all of it. Where did that come from? Uh, from here, come? obviously, from here. And by the way, when I used to work in the corporate world about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I used to travel. And uh, my job was to to deal with mergers around the world. And I was told all the time, here's your list. Do not talk about Cuba, Libya, Vietnam, North Korea. <laughs> Syria was not involved at that time. But Cuba, Libya, Vietnam, North Korea. And the reason was... What about there was no. No, uh, Iran, Iran too. No central, no central, central bank. bank. No central bank. But now who do we have? Cuba? Libya is gone now. We have left uh, North, North Korea, Korea and now Syria. Yeah, but they really tried to go for North Korea as well. This is also when you see so-called documentaries about these countries, be aware. I'm just saying be aware because it's very easy to make a documentary making things look really awful or really good, depending on what you want to do. And very often when they want to attack another uh, new country, you will see these documentaries popping up saying, oh my God, North Korea, they, the awful things going in there. And my God, the dictators and what the soldiers do to the population, my God, my God, pumping up the subconscious saying, oh, something needs to be done so that it's easier for them to move forward with the agenda. It's very important to be, be become aware of these things, how the mind is manipulated. And can I, if I rewind a little bit with Barack Obama, I think one of the one of the ways they prepared the subconscious as well for Obama was the series twenty four. Do you remember twenty four? Oh, absolutely! During okay. the Bush time. During the Bush time, where we had the awful, awful Bush, the problem sitting at. He, the he had a black president in the show. There you go. Wait a second, because before Bush, no, I don't think anyone could ever imagine a black president. But then came the first series of 24, where there was this black president who was absolutely in the first series. He was wonderful. What a man. What a beautiful person. He stood up for all the beautiful uh, what do you call it? Ethics. He was uh, he, whatever. He was not wavering in any bit. You know, he was standing up for what was right and true, even though it was difficult. And I mean, my God, you you started loving this guy. My what a president! My sweet, a thing like this. Then the second series, suddenly he started changing, saying that, oh, I'm sorry, but uh, once again we we started having this Muslim threat. They, they love the Muslims uh, as being patsies because they work really well in, in media. They look strange, dark, you, you oh, that looks scary. And they you can give them names. The boogeyman. Like, 
yeah, the boogeyman. You can give them names like Abdul Karim Karuk Karuk Karim from a country that is that you don't even you can't even pronounce the, the name the name of the country. So that's perfect. It really it used to be East European or, or Russian during the Cold War, but now it's gone to Muslims. They've done the Muslims for quite a while. Now they're getting to that you should be afraid of anyone, so that now they can look blonde or they can look really peaceful and quiet. You know getting to the subconscious that, my God, you can't trust anyone. I need even more protection. It's not only the Muslims. It could be my next door neighbor. Anyway, but with 24, then in the second series, they they twisted it and suddenly the president said, I'm really sorry, but we we have to torture this guy to to because of the national security. Just, I'm very sorry, but torture him, you know? So suddenly there was more and more tortures like, what is going on? And it just more and more just like what has happened with Barack Obama. And I, I truly believe that that series was part of changing the mentality of people opening up for this black messiahs. And A I'm psyop. Total psyop. Total psyop. And, uh, but this is done on a regular basis. They're playing ping pong with our brains. It's just good if we could start becoming aware of it's so that we don't buy into the official story right away. I mean, the next time there's some so-called mass shooting or something like that, don't buy into it right away. It might be a real thing. I don't think so. But it could be a real thing. But at least start checking out what's going on and see with um, Farmer Brown logic. Look at the evidence. You know, it's like I come from a background. I'll just say, one plus one equals two. I don't care if you got a white robe and a fancy uh, title. If you say one plus one equals 34, I'm not going to believe you because it's absolutely not true. It doesn't matter who tells me. It's not true. Look at these things. Look at the crime scene, like uh, the Boston bombings, things like that. You have a bomb that is placed in one place and then you have a, a shop window that is blown out. Okay, where where should the blast come from? The blast should come from uh, on the pavement, so actually the, the glass should have been blown in the shop, not out. You know, these t small signs to just say, whoop, 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 wait a little second. And then you, the more you look into it, the more you will find out that, my God, this is absolute crap, what is going on? And I, I think that after, in the old days, they used to be, they used to do conspiracies uh, you know, with a good budget, high, uh, well done, well planned. But now the, the last five, six years, it's like they've had to speed it up because more and more people are waking up. So they're becoming really sloppy and low budget and crap preparation and, and things like that. Also, I think one of the reasons uh, that they've started with actual staged events like the Sandy Hook, Boston, uh, the Woolwich beheading in London, these things they don't they didn't even happen they're like actors doing them just uh, and the reason i think that they're doing that is because they for instance if you commit uh, an atrocity somewhere you blow up a bomb and people are getting killed from that moment you will have problems with their relatives these people will not give up they will find out what actually happened so the more things you do like that, the more angry mothers you have after you that will not back down, you know? So I think that is one reason why they started with, with these 
really fake events uh, to just get rid of get rid of these people uh, you know that would just track you down all the time and but they're doing it so sloppy like i said like they're using the same actors you see the same people that are in the aurora shooting in sandy hook in boston i mean clumsy clumsy at least use different people or different but then again <laughs> yes then again the 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 fewer people that are involved the better for them so i think that is one thing but it's just you know my absolute favorite nowadays is the the beheading in london i don't know if you know about that one yes yes that the, the, oh, the black man oh god i love that it's so badly done and people are totally buying it go figure you got can i can i go into a little detail with this one well actually we have to take our, our one and only intermission and we can we can uh, take over from there but let me just say this i'm so glad that you talked about the if you know two plus two is four nobody's going to convince you that it's five people believe somebody because they have a robe or because they have a title we need to do the thinking ourselves think for yourselves folks why do we have to leave the thinking to others and these two chechnyan brothers the boston bombing many people saw the news when they saw the older brother being handcuffed naked into a police car all of a sudden the next day he is dead he is reeled with bullet massacred and then the other brother supposedly hit inside of a boat supposedly was shot on his uh, in his uh, uh, th throat and then i saw pictures where he's coming out of the boat and he's not shot people need to start questioning all of this but tell people how to buy your book uh, coup d'etat in slow motion and i hope people can support your work uh, ole uh, it's actually i've changed it lately because i've been advised to uh, to start charging for it because they say that if if i don't charge people will not value it value it's almost like 30 years of, of deeply felt investigations that i put into it and also that it's an, a fair exchange of energy because I'm not a rich man. I'm, I'm struggling at the moment, uh, because to be able to focus on these things, it's very hard to feed your, your family at the same time. So I can just say Absolutely. any donations are so, so appreciated. I'm but so glad that you, you're saying that, uh, Ole, and I know that your work, I've read the book is worth a lot and I hope people can, can purchase it. Thank you so much. No, my website is, uh, lightonconspiracies.com lightonconspiracies.com and uh, well i can just say i hope i hope it will uh, get out there and please if you get hold of the book please read it make up your own mind don't buy into what i'm saying without any criticism look at it look at the evidence and if you see that it makes sense to you then spread it good well, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, I like to ask Ole what happened to his friends that were killed. Because as you know, now truth is becoming a commodity to the elite. Truth is becoming treason. They want to control that. And we are here in a no-censorship platform having people like Ole Damagord explaining what it is that has happened in the past few decades. And we, we can even go back to uh, Julius Caesar. You include that in your book. All of this when we come back. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first segment of this very important interview. To listen to the rest, go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately. 
We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back. Enjoy.
This is Richard Cottrell, and you're listening to Veritas. <laughs> 